Welcome to Everybody Loves Reagan, the officially unofficial podcast for the Americans on FX. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And uh, we're talking about season three, episode one, the opener called Est Men. Uh, this was, you know, the, the comeback for the Americans after what I thought was a really good season two. And we talked about that in our preview cast pretty extensively. Sure. Um, what did you think about the the return of the Americans? Uh, it was good. It, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of things we were wondering about that they are getting right to. You know, who's replacing uh, Claudia or Kate or whoever the... <laughs> or both, or yeah. both. Um, you know, what's going on at Paige? Mm-hmm. What's Philip and Elizabeth thinking about it? Uh, what's going on with the train wreck that is Annalise? Uh, mm-hmm. lots of, lots of answers to those questions and, uh, lots of, uh, promises of things to come. Sure. The fate of Nina. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, it, like the Americans tends to do, it starts out with a bang with, uh, Elizabeth Drowning. getting in her fight. Oh, I thought uh, it was like, uh, it starts out with Elizabeth trying to dra- drown Paige when she was like seven years old. <laughs> well, it does start with that too. Yeah. That's the Soviet yeah, style right? swimming lessons. What was that all about? Did no one at the pool come up and go, why did you just push that little girl into the pool? You know, I, I can remember seeing kids viciously beat in supermarkets in the early 80s. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah. it wasn't a thing to, like, uh, uh, something that would get someone reported to the, the authorities nowadays would just be, like, you know, nothing. And things that would make people uncomfortable would be just normal parenting. So it's like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I mean, I, clearly if she let her drown or was holding her underwater, maybe, but, you know, sink sure. or swim. I mean, the real question is, and we're in danger of actually getting into the podcast proper, what does that tell us about the season to come, the sink or swim mm. approach to child raising? All right, well, we'll table that for now. Okay, so what did you think of the episode? Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, it had, you know, a strong beginning, finished extra strong. You kind of, uh, I'm excited for it. You kind of worried about... It's one of those things like uh, the last season of Walking Dead where everything in the trailer of the season happened in the first episode. I was blown away that Agent Gad uh-huh. confronted uh, Elizabeth there. And yeah. I've got some, some questions about that in the main podcast. Definitely, sure. Uh, this episode is directed by Daniel Sackheim, who is just a amazingly prolific American director of television. He's done episodes of The Leftovers, The Americans, The Walking Dead. Uh, that's just from this year. He's also uh, done X-Files, Millennium, NYPD Blue, Law & Order, ER, Miami Vice, <laughs> Earth 2, one of Aaron's uh, childhood favorites. Okay. So, uh, done, done a lot of shit. 42, or, and he's also produced. He was producer for 42 episodes of Miami Vice. Damn. He's been a lot, That's uh, a lot of producer them. for a lot of this. Not on this, though, because uh, we're just ch- chock full of producers. This was written, co-written by Joel Fields, who's one of the executive producers, as well as Joe Weisberg, mm-hmm. series creator, former CIA agent, lender of credibility to the C- series. Cool. So, again, as, as per usual, we're in good hands. Yep. Uh okay. Do we want to start in on the actual episode? I mean, we're not doing a recap here, but sure, sure. What What do you want to What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to get an update on what uh, R. Katie and Oleg are doing? No, I kind of wanted to start with Stan uh, and Philip at the S meetings. Okay, because it seems like uh, Stan is still trying to make it work with his wife. Why is I felt like they were done at the end of last season. I think that's the correct the the takeaway. Uh, okay, Stan just. And and here's where 
what's with my the boxes? dislike of Stan is, is is coming into play because I feel like you know Stan's not getting the message. I don't know that Stan would care so much if it wasn't for Nina going away. Like, but yeah, but since you, you might be right, yeah. he's like a monkey swinging onto another branch. The branch <laughs> broke. It's like whoa, time to swing back. No, I'm not saying he doesn't care about his wife, and obviously they have a son together. Sure, yeah, but. I, I don't know. It's so his, hard for me to empathize with a person in his situation. His wife left him last season, said she was going to live. She was going to move in with this guy who she went on a ski trip with and met at Est and all that. Snow bunny. Uh, now it appears that Stan is helping her move her boxes to this new guy's house. Is that what I saw? Yeah. I, when he he's had, telling her I went to Est, uh, it was yeah, bullshit. He's dropping off some of her things, sure. Okay, he's dropping them off. He's not like... All right, time to move you out. Let's go. This is going to be fun. Well, I mean, he's in a weird position where what's he going to do? Like, there's only so much he can do to block what's inevitably going to happen anyway. And and he's also yeah, in this thing where he's but he try- still wants it to work. And he's trying to appear supportive. Like, you know, oh, it's I don't know. It's like that's a weird thing to play because he cheated on her first and uh-huh. he's been emotionally unavailable for years and years and years as a result of the work he's done. Mm-hmm. So what's he going to do? I mean, there's two plays to make. You could be like, uh, you know, Michael Corleone and the whole, you can't leave and I won't let you and you can't take the children with, or you can uh-huh. kind of play the meek. Okay, whatever, honey. But you know, that I'm is definitely Stan's and... option. That yeah. is the one he chooses. Yeah. He's the, every time he's a big tub of vanilla pudding and mm-hmm. he's doing the vanilla pudding strategy of, Hey, this is okay, but hey, I checked out the S stuff. Or, or he could just say, "All right, fuck it. If that's how it's gonna be, then that's how it's gonna be. Uh, you can pick up your shit on your own time. I'm not dropping it off at your new boyfriend's house. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, like just make the clean break here and be done with it. But he's definitely not. That's kind of like so. I, I've had this recurring thing where I'm critical of leads that are in a, a important job that is a detriment to their family but are in denial about it or trying to thwart their Hmm. family's natural reaction to get themselves out of that. Like, uh, you know, the one I can think of um, is Turd Face from The Strain. Uh, (laughs) Corey Stoll, yeah. Yeah, Corey Stoll, where he's like, you know, I'm never around for my son and I'm continually letting him down, but God damn it, I want half of his time. Like, Yeah, but I'm a great father. And I'm a, (laughs) you know, he does have an important job. I don't know what you do if you have these these big important jobs where you're never around. Do you just not have a family? Do you find... A uh, companion yeah. that doesn't give a shit that that's that's fine with that that's fine with the job of raising the kids and you can just breeze in once a month or so and for birthdays <laughs> if they're lucky and hold court and then I don't know what you do yeah no he I mean I'm not saying he's not in a tough situation but he doesn't seem to be handling it all that well yeah you know he's still trying to go back to his his old bullshit of just yesing her and I I felt like this was the est men title as a play on yes men and that's kind of who Stan is because. Uh, his wife says that in the episode. She's just like, you just keep saying yes through everything, hoping that you can just say what I want to hear and the problems will go away. Well, you say it's a play on Yes Man, but is that itself? So the movie Yes Man the... with Jim Carrey. Wasn't it Jim Carrey? Oh, 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 yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, sure. Is that a play on, is, is S the real thing? I know you when we yeah, were having lunch, you mentioned that you're going to do some research while I was uh, getting some... Uh feedback together is that a real Mm -hmm. thing yeah it's called Earhart seminars seminars training um and it is basically a two weekend retreat with with some mixed in uh weekday nights it's 60 hours in a couple of weeks 
where people just go and are encouraged to kind of break down their habits and the way that they're living their life and say, I don't have to be a slave to my past and, mm. and to my habits. I can get actively involved in my life and change things. So is Yes Man the movie a play on that seminar? It seems I like so. it is. Yeah. So then it's possible that the meaning this this episode title for playing the name game is like a triple pun. It's it's referencing the <laughs> S Men. So. It's also referencing the pop culture awareness of the movie Yes Men. And also and then just also the concept of a yes, yes Man. man. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've cracked code. Could be. Could be. What's funny is uh Stan went to see that thing and the seminar is about, you know, this like this honesty and you know, living your life without limits and all this other crap. Him and Philip talk about like you know, if you go talk to your wife about this, you should be probably honest with her. Uh-huh. He decides to <laughs> pussyfoot around and and act like he's uh, into it. Gets called out by his ex wife, and then says, "Yeah, you're right. It's bullshit." Yeah. And then I, I, I just don't get Stan. Did he think that any of that strategy was going to work? Obviously, open Obviously. with a lie. Then like, oh, okay. Well, now that I'm caught, I'll be brutally honest and tell you I think your philosophy is bullshit. Now, can we get back together? Yeah. When he got caught, he should have just said, "You're right." You're right. Like, I guess I just don't get it, you know? Like, have an honest reaction to something, an yeah. authentic reaction to something. Yeah. If I, you even want I this woman back. This I guy, I, man. Yeah. I'm coming around to your opinion on Stan. <laughs> He's just this vanilla yes man. Well, I mean, I and I was all on Team John Boy, but John Boy in this episode, oh, not much better. No, no. I mean, you put him in the field, he crumbles into dust. Yeah, one solid punch from Elizabeth, and he's down for the count. Meanwhile, the other guy uh-huh. takes a motorcycle <laughs> to the face, uh, <laughs> and, and he's less fucked up the next day at the office yeah. than, than, than uh, um, shit, Gad. Yeah, no, he, he went out directly after that, bought a motorcycle, yeah. decided this is my new mode of transportation. Uh-huh. Because he is not afraid, whereas Gad just can't even stand a punch to the face. He grabbed the wrecked motorcycle, stood it back up, and drove himself <laughs> to the hospital. Drove Gad to the hospital, too. Yeah, yeah. Strapped him on the back of it. He, was, he just threw him over <laughs> shoulders, fireman style, and just drove to the, motor, to the hospital like that. Yeah. he He's the James Bond of the 80s American FBI. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Gad seemed... Uh, the, uh, the Him confronting Elizabeth... Mm-hmm. So I guess we should talk a little bit about that. Elizabeth has went to go meet with a CIA agent, or was she FBI? I think she's CIA. Oh, at the beginning of the episode, yeah. Where um, you know she confided in uh, Elizabeth that she had been passed over for a male superior uh, for for a job position, and now, she was mad. I didn't know if that was purely because of sexism, or if that was because he had maybe taken credit for her idea. As it goes up the chain, he just didn't mention her i think it's a little bit i think you can't separate the two ideas well yeah i mean number one you got the the glass ceiling effect which is 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 real and ever more real back in the day yeah and then you've also got the idea of someone stealing credit so you've got like a um, uh you know a a superstorm of unfairness and inequality (laughs) sure hitting Mm -hmm. and uh then george clooney and mark Wahlberg get swept out sea (laughs) i uh, but but she has a change of heart yeah. When she goes to the it bathroom me. and sees the payphone, or was it just the fact that she saw a reflection in the shiny metal surface of the payphone? Yeah, phone? I don't know. She gets bumped by that person coming down the stairs and then sees herself in the shiny metal and decides to change her mind. 
let me ask you this when that she got bumped hard by that woman i started thinking is this a counter espionage opera operation me too did that make her think that oh i'm not going to get away with this or this is the life i'm going to lead from now on out looking over my i'm not that's definitely the impression i got okay i I, I thought like as soon as i saw her bump into that person i was like oh something else is going on here Uh uh i don't think it paid off in this episode and i don't know if it ever will but certainly that's the same feeling i had i mean she's kind of fucked she's in even that she she came clean and and talked about this she still give gave state secrets out and was a traitor i don't know yeah. exactly what her future is not a good one not a bright one something involving federal penitentiary i'd think probably um now can we talk about what's going on at the residentura? Sure. Uh, there's a lot more to talk about with Elizabeth and and Pay or Elizabeth Page oh, and yeah. uh Philip too. But yeah, let's go I kind of want to get into what what's going on in a large world and we'll okay. uh, you know do deep dive on some of these topics. Sounds good. Um they we kind of are um you know reintroduced to the whole urgency and what the Soviet Union is worried about here, which is their war in Afghanistan, which mm-hmm. once again, they've said, we don't want this to become our Vietnam, and Reagan wants it to be our Vietnam. Yeah, there's apparently a televised uh, killing, execution of a Russian... televised. Well, they're, they're seeing something. I don't know if it was televised, but maybe they got I a I can't tape. imagine Russia is, is broadcasting that back home. You know, they're probably seeing it Yeah, I'm it thinking of it like field. YouTube days, where you could actually see that shit. That's the thing, like... I have been able to be on the internet for 20 plus years, and I know there are footage you can see people in Afghanistan sawing people's heads off. I've managed to avoid seeing that. Yeah. Scat porn, not as successful, (laughs) uh, but I have been able to not see anybody die screaming with their head being sawed off. Um, Uh, This is a fairly tame video by those standards, I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. But it's also interesting how, I don't think this is a, I don't know if this is a point they meant to make, but we've essentially flipped spots with Russia. Like this mm-hmm. shit is actually coming home to roost for us now. I mean, the the, the what they're talking about Americans supporting the Mujahideen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, eventually blew up on our face on nine eleven, and now mm-hmm. we get to see American and Canadian and French journalists get their heads sawed off, and yeah, um, it's it's a bad deal. But it's kind of one of those weird meta. 21st century deals where we're watching this from the other side of the the screen yeah and like if these weren't real events that you know were happening all the time in that era i would say oh the show is trying to make a point of that i think they are by by specifically showing us this thing but at the same time you know it's it's just how things went yeah some of these points they i feel like they just they make themselves yeah Yeah. you just watch it and it's like oh yeah time's a flat circle (laughs) Uh, the other points is we've got a replacement for Nina. Her name's Tatiana, mm-hmm. and uh, Ole or Arkady warns Oleg to watch what he says in front of her. Yeah, and also Oleg informs him that he's tried to have Nina saved through his back channels and his uh, influential family, and uh, no the go. response was yet. <laughs> Do you think he was looking for a da? Yeah, he was looking for a da. I got a yet. Uh, do you think Arkady is, how do you pronounce his name? Is Arkady? Arkady? I think it's Arkady. Yeah. Uh, how do do you think Arkady knows that Tatiana, because here's a couple things I'm I'm thinking out loud. Oleg put this back channel request to spare Nina's life. Nina is a Mm -hmm. traitor. Nina is convicted of espionage. Does that not red flag him? I think with so. the KGB and and now Arkady's trying to say, Hey, cool it because maybe this Tatiana girl is sent here to 
figure out your involvement with Nina. I could like, buy why that. are you so interested in saving this traitor? Yeah, when 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 Oleg joined up last season uh, with the embassy there, they were very much at odds, Arcadia and Oleg. Yeah. Uh, over the course of that season, they've done a really good job of kind of bringing them together a lot more. Uh-huh. Um, so I could see him kind of warning Oleg out of uh, some sense of responsibility to the man himself uh, just to, to back off a little bit, you know? Uh, it's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that she is purposely sent there after he called in, tried to call in a favor Mm -hmm. in order to kind of smoke out any traitors in the, the ranks here. What, what do you think of Arkady and Oleg's relationship now? It started off very antagonistic because Oleg is the young buck born with a, and he was kind of after Nina too, born with a silver shot, vodka shot glass in his mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe we I, I remember thinking that he was this dandy like he's just messing around and playing james bond but then we find out mid-season he's got some serious skills yeah he proved himself and i felt like that arcady and respects oleg now yeah there's so. still a little bit of rivals but it's more of like a season three pete and don relationship than it is like a <laughs> season one pete and don yeah, which it started yeah. off with mm-hmm. but do you, how do you think arcady would feel about oleg getting the screws put to him I don't feel like they're that good of friends that he would mind. I'm I'm with you. I think he's more concerned with the cause. And if Oleg is a is a wrench in those works, uh, he would be fine with that. I don't think it's just cause either. I think that you know, the our people in the Soviet Union are as just as ambitious as anyone else. And it's a little even self- though everyone's comrades and yeah. and everything's for the cause and the party. You still. You know, having an American post where you have nice things and you've got to measure power. I mean, Oleg's a threat to that. It's it's also like there there was a lot of pressure in season two on Arcady as the head of this of the embassy there, right? Mm-hmm. Not just like oh, Arcady's going to be overtaken by Oleg, but Oleg might do something stupid and get and get the blame put on Arcady, right? Uh, he might actually and, and end he up bearing skate. the brunt of those problems. Yeah, if someone's going to yeah. be left holding the bag, it's probably not going to be Oleg. It'll roll up to Arcady in that yeah, case, yeah. yeah. And so that was definitely stressed in Season 2, and that's still a factor, for sure. So let's let's talk about um, Gabriel. Would, well, first, would you be upset if that happened? Like, do you think Arcady is still an interesting character to watch for you? Wow. So... This is this is one of the cool things about this series is that the bad guys um, are not unsympathetic. Yeah. And they're interesting, kind of fully developed characters. And I do feel like when we came into season two, I had a very clear um, liking for Arcady versus Oleg. I did not like Oleg. Yeah. I really hated Oleg. Yep. And I thought <laughs> like the way I was supposed to feel about him. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Oleg better now. Me too. I, he's I don't cooler, think cooler. He's, I think, smarter. He's more forward uh, mm-hmm. thinking. He's a much larger threat to the United States, which is where my cognitive dissonance kicks in. And I'm like, <laughs> oh God, what am I saying here? Uh-huh. But yeah, I kind of feel slightly pro Oleg. I do too. Doesn't we don't know as much about him? Yeah, and I, I think he could potentially be used in interesting ways. I think if if Oleg you know, starts to get up to too much trouble and there's kind of a, a rivalry between them again. That might be interesting considering, you know, how we now feel about, I think we as an audience respect Oleg enough to where we could see him being a rival for Arcady. And so if they go that route and then maybe yeah. take him out 
in, at the end of this season. That would be interesting to me. Yeah. But I think beyond this season, I don't, unless they do some really interesting shenanigans here, I don't know that I'm still on board with Arcady needing to be there. Yeah, it's so weird because, you know, you've got the two sides, Russia and America, or Soviets and United States. Mm-hmm. But within those sides, I think of there being good guys and bad guys. Like yeah. Philip and Elizabeth, good guys. Claudia, <laughs> eh, you She's know. Super questionable. Oleg, eh, Arcady, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what this Gabriel guy, I feel like he's probably going to be the most menacing. Mm. Um, and then on the United States front, I like Martha. I don't like Stan. I like John Boy. <laughs> it's weird that there's villains and heroes within the villains and heroes of both yeah. sides. Kind of cool. I like that. And then Reagan, the biggest monster of all. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Everybody loves everybody him. loves Reagan. Who doesn't? Um, what are we going to talk about now? I want to talk about Gabriel. What do you think about that? Sounds good. Uh, Frank uh, Langella is playing Gabriel, who was mentioned in the very early goings of season one that uh, he was their hmm. beloved field agent and kind of um, spy master, and Claudia usurped him. And now because uh, Claudia fucked up uh, the security on her own angle and is somehow on the outs, but probably not dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, redhead child was murdered by the uh, uh, Navy SEAL guy. We we got, uh, I guess, Gabriel's back. I guess and so. Like that. They must. They mu- must be running out of people in America that they can trust. Well, there's to be only their so contacts. many. Like these I know. illegals, right? Uh huh. They don't grow on trees. There's not elves in the back. Making no, them. they planted these seeds 30 years ago or whatever. Uh, that it's been a long time in the making. But his people. cover. I, I was think trying to think about this. Like his cover must be ridiculously airtight. Because when they meet with Claudia or Kate, it, would, it was always in like some anonymous car. They frequently wore disguises. Um, it was kind of hush-hush. When they, when they met Claudia, it was always in some diner or some park bench. It seems to me that they just go to this dude's home. Yeah. Uh, as themselves. Hmm. And right. did, they min- did I miss it? Did they mention like what his cover was or how are they able to be kind of relatively brazen? Uh, no, I, not that I noticed. I don't know. The stop at the ice cream store, they were pretty sure they ditched everybody. Yeah. Who could have been following him. It's still like, you know, just meeting in a place like one of the reasons for meet out and about is it makes surveillance that much harder. Where if they do make yeah. Gabriel, they could put bugs in his houses and then it doesn't matter how many tails you shake, you're fucked. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting and I don't know if that's if we're supposed to perceive that as sloppy spy work or if we're supposed to be very impressed with how ironclad everybody's alibis and cover stories are. I don't know. That's a good question. I have a question for you. Yeah. We know what's on that tape that he gives to Elizabeth. I want to know, A, how he got that tape uh, and what purpose it's supposed to serve. Because I, I presume that he got that tape from higher-ups in Russia. Sure. And uh, I wonder... Gives it to her, but to what end? Yeah, I also wondered about that as I was watching. I was thinking, man, um, it seems risky... To give them that tape of these Amer- to this American couple of some woman speaking Russian. And I knew it must have been a friend or family member. Maybe she was just listening to sounds. Like, it must feel nice. Like, if you're a deep cover in Russia and you're speaking Russian all the time to, like, hear yeah. someone speaking English, you know? Sure. Like, that's like, oh, oh, yeah, you know, your, your ear's kind of drawn to it. You find out later it's a message from mother. I don't know whether they get regularly scheduled news from home. Uh, like, you know, hey, you're an aunt now, or 
you know, your uncle, oh, oh, um, you know, or your or aunt Helga died. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, clearly the center saw this as important enough to let her know. Helga's more of a Scandinavian name. Is it? Yeah. I, don't know. You, I think you were looking for Olaf. Olaf? Yeah. No, that's Scandinavian. That's also Norwegian. That's also? Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, man. It's Ivan. Are there any names that we can come up with? <laughs> Ivan. Ivan's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Your aunt Ivan died. <laughs> But I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, more importantly, what is Elizabeth supposed to do with this information? That's the thing. Like, what, what is the purpose? Like, that's why I asked that question. She can't go back to Russia. No, she can't. Is it possible because you know Philip and it... and uh, mm-hmm. Elizabeth are travel agents, right? Yep. And they've already talked about how <laughs> they they go to different foreign locations and stuff. I'm not saying they're going to go to Moscow. That'd be they're stupid. Fly or in. Cuba. But why couldn't Uh they fly to Germany and, you know, check out some charming German village or some skiing place in the Alps or go to Switzerland or France? Yeah. And the KGB somehow smuggle her mother out to Mm -hmm. a neutral safe house location so she could say goodbye. Mm -hmm. Are we going to see something like that? Good question. I don't know. Is the the purpose of this? I'll, I'll throw one more at you. Okay. Is the is the center show giving her this information to cement the idea of she's making all these sacrifices for the cause to grease the wheels of the page thing a little bit more? I feel like it is wrapped up with page. Like, like it's got to be. There's all this emotional sunk cost she's undergone. She's she's gone away from her friends and family. She's living this double life. Mm-hmm. Now she's going to not be able to see her mother die. Um, all this emotional sunk cost makes it easy to be like, well, Paige is just one more, you know, chunk of wood to throw in the fire. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe there might be a little bit of like, she wants to show Paige maybe her grandmother before she dies. It might push her toward the spy angle faster because of that. Yeah. Uh, it's It's clearly, I don't, to me, it didn't feel like this is, you know, a regular dispatch that they get. Whenever news happens in Russia, it felt to me more like they're giving her this tape for a very specific reason mm. as as motivation toward their cause. Mm. Uh, now, how that's going to motivate her, how she's going to kind of dissect that and integrate it, I don't know. Right. But I'm curious to see. Uh, speaking of pay. Well, so the other thing we find out a little bit earlier was that Elizabeth is now all in on the church plan with Paige. Yeah. She's found out that they're anti-war, they're anti-nuke. There's kind of some general anti-American foreign policy sentiments, and Elizabeth is kind of going with her to encourage that stuff. Uh, Also found out that um, it looks like that Paige is maybe got a crush on this boy named Dan at the church Mm -hmm. who has a pair of khaki trousers that just won't quit. Sure. The boy looks like he's 80% khaki trouser. (laughs) Um, uh-huh. so when, and obviously Philip knows about all this, but when Elizabeth is talking to Gabriel about, look, you know, Gabriel's like, look, I, I understand. And the center takes very seriously the threat that you made several months ago yeah. about Paige, but I got to give him something. And then Elizabeth chimes in with how much she's been basically using this church outfit to groom Paige uh-huh. and like Philip 
is horrified and not doing a very good job of, of covering it up in the meeting with Gabriel. Like he just can't believe his, but his also wife is saying this. not doing a very good job of expressing it to Elizabeth either. Yeah. <laughs> he no. doesn't say a damn word. He just looks horrified as she says what she wants to say. Yeah. So <laughs> what is, and they have a fight at the end of the episode where, you know, Elizabeth tries to justify what she's doing. And Philip is again, horrified. Um, to I don't me, know what to say about that other than that's obviously going to be one of the central points of conflict. Yes. Season and, one is about them deciding whether they want to be a real couple. Season uh, two is kind of a reconciliation of those different ways of living. And season three is going to be another rift, right? Whether they want to be a spy family. Yeah. Uh, I, I think... Whether they have a, a choice. Whether they a, have a choice. Sure. That's part of it. Um, but it, it clearly seems to me like one of them has made a choice, Philip. Uh, his his answer is no, and Elizabeth is she. Her answer is a maybe. Her answer is mm, I'm not so sure. It'd be her a bad answer thing. is like let's get her ready just in case. Yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong with I think with prepping her ideologically to prepare her for that eventuality. Yeah, I'm going to make a prediction. I think that somewhere in this season, Elizabeth is going to push Paige into it fully, and Philip is not going to agree. Like she's going to make a unilateral decision. I'm telling Paige. Well, there's nothing he can do to, I mean... I know, there's nothing he can do to stop it, but he will be pissed, and there will be uh, a huge falling out between them this I mean, time. that's the cool thing about this, is that it's just words, right? Like, it's just her saying the right yeah. combination of words, and there's nothing... We are spies. <laughs> it's not like a preparation where it's like, you know, there's no countdown, there's no, no. arming the doomsday device, there's no assembling the rifle, it's just... Yeah, I mean, unless he wants to snap her neck in the kitchen as she's about to tell Paige, no- nothing is going to stop that. And then he has a little bit of explaining to do right. as well. Yeah. So, and where's Elizabeth going to find a motorcycle in the middle of the kitchen? I mean, there's only so much you can do. Sure. Maybe she'll run to the arms of Dan. And the other big question is, what the hell would Paige do? Run to the arms of Dan, Khaki mm. Dan. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think obviously that's the central theme. Uh, for Philip and Elizabeth this season. One thing I noticed, um, and I wasn't especially looking for it, but I I saw that Paige seemed to be very mo- much more adult in this season than last. Hmm. You know, she'd always she, she's like fourteen, and she's always looked like a young fourteen. The actress that plays her is actually seventeen in real life, yeah. and part of that was deliberate a- attempts on Elizabeth to keep her like she didn't want her to have earrings, and then she ended up piercing her ears. She didn't want her to wear makeup. She didn't want her to wear certain dresses. Mm-hmm. It seems like Elizabeth has rea- relaxed that because I thought Paige is looking very adult, and how much of of Elizabeth react relaxing on that is part of this spy prep stuff too. I don't know why. So why is this? What are you implying this, about? I don't know why is this show making this fourteen-year-old girl look like a college co-ed? Um, I I didn't really notice that. And, but. and I'm and I'm not saying that in a sexualization way. I'm saying that is like she's dressing more maturely, and yeah. her hair is fixed more maturely, Um maybe even more Elizabethan. <laughs> I'm trying to read the tea leaves here. Okay, uh, so that's part of her grooming, is what you're saying. She's she's like encouraging her to dress more mature. I don't I don't see what you're getting. No, I'm at, saying like honestly. what is the sh- what is the show prepping us for? Um, you know, yeah. Last season, Elizabeth noted that hey, you know, Paige is a revolutionary. Uh, Paige is someone that wants to make a difference in the world. 
and she's a lot like me. Now we see Paige dressing more maturely, more like her mother. Her mother's giving her more privileges and freedoms to what end, I guess. I don't know. Like, uh, is that more or less likely? I mean, I don't. It's, at some point, it's like if Elizabeth just wants to convert Paige and Philip just wants to keep her the little girl, that's not very interesting, right? Because but, uh, that's but what we've been expecting since halfway through last season. So there's got to be you're some framing, twist. I think you're framing that dichotomy incorrectly. I, okay. I don't think Philip wants to keep her a little girl. I don't think Elizabeth wants to keep her a little girl. They just don't want her to be burdened with the spy stuff. Like, they, they don't mind her growing up. I think, you know, Philip's even encouraging that. You know, just a few more years and she'll be out. We don't have to, she can make her own decisions. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah, maybe if she decides to do this, but we shouldn't, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they're kind of almost looking forward to her growing up, both okay. of them. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what that has to do with being a spy. I, I just Sorry. I feel like if, for, <laughs> if you want a character to be a spy, the first thing you got to do is start treating them like an adult. Mm, and Paige was not being myth. treated like an adult last season. Now suddenly she's, right. she's being treated and looking like one. So that opens up, uh, yeah, us as the audience and and her parents and the idea of her being put in dangerous situations. Because let's face it, in this episode alone, we saw spies being convicted of treason and probably going to be condemned to death in Russia. Mm-hmm. We saw a you know potential spy have a change of heart, and that's probably going to have you know repercussions. We saw a spy uh, fall in love with her operative and then get killed because of it. These yep. are all things that could happen to Paige if oh, she yeah. goes down this road, and I think it's not an accident that the first episode of the season lays all that on the table. No, definitely not. They're they're setting us up. Um. So the the there's a couple of notable sex scenes in this episode. The funniest one was <laughs> was Martha and Clark bust out the Kama Sutra, go to town. Yeah. By the way, I just now realize that that's a, a Superman joke. What Martha, is? Well, no, no, no. Martha is his is Clark's. It's Martha and what's the name of the Lois? What's the Kints? No, no, no. The the the, the Kints. Uh, Superman. Oh, oh, his parents. It's uh, Martha and something. Anyway, it's not Clark, because Clark is Superman. So never mind. That's yeah. a really fucked up Superman reference, if it is one. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. It's like that's Martha's dark. having sex with Clark dressed up like her husband. Yeah. Ugh. And those glasses are the key to the whole disguise, right? too. So. And he's aged up. I mean, it's <laughs> like there's there's the, the show wants me to believe that Martha is ugly and old, and she's neither one of those things. Yeah, and it wants me to believe that Philip is a beast in bed, which I do believe. I believe. I mean, based on that scene alone. I believe. I believe... Uh, Philip is all things to all people in bed. You're and right. I think Elizabeth right. is the same way. Elizabeth or Elizabeth. Philip is exactly what Martha wants him to be in bed. Yes, a that's beast. part of his spy set. Is he yeah. knows how to the psychology of it? Uh, but this continues to be. Uh, we I, we talked about this, I think, on the live watch or maybe afterwards, where I'm wondering if this is representing a a shift in their kind of power that Elizabeth, you know, Philip as her superior officer is taking her out of situations where she might have to sleep with dudes. And meanwhile, Philip is living a double life where he has to sleep with women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole thing with Annalise, he gets a, he gets a beach from Annalise. He does. Yeah. A a weird one. A really extremely weird, weird blowjob, like not a blowjob I would want. Right. Frankly. Yeah. A very disinterested blowjob. Well, you don't stick your dick in crazy. And she is, I've I've been saying that since season one. She's, she's pretty crazy. She's crazy. Oh yeah. Um, but is this some kind of when is Elizabeth going to call bullshit on this? I don't know because it seems like he's not 
telling her. You know, he comes back from the crazy sexcapade that is a visit to Martha's place and just says, oh, things aren't really moving on that front. Right. And she doesn't want to know. Like, she didn't want to know last season because she kind of said... Well, it blew yeah. up. Man, it blew up in her face when she tried to show and take an interest in that side of Philip's life. Yeah, so I feel like they're just not communicating that stuff anymore. And there's... It might be in the back of her head, mm-hmm. um, but it is certainly not being allowed to uh, come out at all. Uh, Elizabeth is taking a KGB, a young KGB agent. Maybe this has something to do with the storyline. Mm. Uh, under her wing, uh, she teaches him how to tail a suspect without being seen in this episode. That doesn't really go anywhere, but they're introducing this character of Hans and her kind of being his handler. Um, where Do you have any ideas where that's going? No, not really. I mean, it's Is interesting. Is going to be more cannon fodder? Because it seems like everyone close to Philip and Elizabeth, the yeah. agent, dies or meets some. Because you can't, you can't kill Philip or sure. Elizabeth. So is he just basically KGB cannon fodder? I think so. You, you know, they they seem to do this. They rotate in and out the Introduce, the spies. set them up, make us feel for knock them, them down, and then knock them down. And then replace them, yeah. Yeah, it's And they, they took out Annalise this episode. They got to take out, or they got to bring in another person. Let's talk about Annalise for a little bit. All right. Let's talk about the creepy blowjob, yep. which is right up there with the sad birthday hand job for oh, yeah. sexual encounters you don't want a part of. Do you... Did Philip know that that was going to be a strong possibility? That she'd be killed? He cautioned her about don't get too close to your mark, and she basically said, ha, 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 whatever. (laughs) Um, And then he's listening to this whole conversation, and she's Mm -hmm. trying to whisper and be quiet. But I'm I got to feel like that his KGB equipment has got to be able to hear a whisper on the other side of the wall, or else what the hell are you using it for? Did yeah, he think I that that was a strong tell. possibility and decide and and um let that happen? Did he see that this is the direction it was going and he let it happen and and decided, well, I'm going to try to make uh, an omelet out of this smashed egg? How much foreknowledge of Annalise's death did he have? And because I, I felt like he definitely knew what was happening and he could have stopped it. I'm not going to take any of that off the table. I think all of that is possible. They did a brilliant job of shooting it to where it's ambiguous. Yes. Could he hear it? Is he trying to hear? Was he trying to figure out what to do? Or is he just... While he was choking her, they didn't really cut back to Philip much. And I I noticed that. I was like, cut back to Philip. I want to see if he's understanding what's happening in here. Uh They did a couple times, but only really when the lamp crash hit the floor. And then he jumps up and he springs into action. I could see reading that scene multiple ways. Um, Maybe this is all part of a master plan, uh, that creepy blowjob tipped him off to the fact that Annalise is just not going to work out, so he sent her in to get killed. <laughs> uh, not cleaning the pipes as well as he used no, to. No, no, no. Get the fuck. Yeah, time to get get time to get a new. Uh... Not what I meant. More that her mental state is okay, uh, a little sure, questionable. Sure. Right. Uh, so he sent her in to get killed, or he didn't do that. But when he noticed she was getting killed, he didn't really care all that much. Um, or the the third possibility, he just didn't hear it until the lamp hit the floor. And then he really did spring into action, try to go save her, but it was too late. Hmm. I'm kind of leaning toward that third option, that he didn't know what was going on. Uh, it's it's kind of shitty's 80 technology. Uh, even when you're talking about spies, yeah. it's not that great. So I, I don't know. I want to give him a little bit more credit than to just let one of his contacts die like that. He doesn't seem that hard or that cold. Sometimes he does. I mean, he, but not when with the mission his re- own That's people. the thing. When the mission requires it, arguably, maybe the mission required it because she's about to screw the pooch here. You could be right. You could be right. Um, 
That, that's not how I read it, but I think that's valid too, yeah. If you're Yosef or Yusuf, mm-hmm. what do you do in this situation? You just murdered a girl. <laughs> a guy busted in Also, knew all about it, Did you think that Yusuf flipped that switch pretty quick? Because I kind of oh, thought, yeah. I, I was getting kind of like the first impression I got of Oleg. He's just kind of a playboy. Hey, Ron, and... I'm doing some very important work. <laughs> very important work. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, th- that that could have gone, especially because she's a little ditzy, that could have gone, I feel like that's yeah. like maybe some concern, and maybe you end up murdering her anyway. You, I wouldn't, but you, you're a psycho. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. may- Maybe you end up murdering anyway, but he turned on a fucking dime. He did. Like, and- I want you to come with your husband to this sex apartment, and we're going <laughs> to sex it up, and you do it so well to, you know, oh, you have important work, it's time to choke yeah, you now. Yeah, the assumption required there... Is pretty big. It's like when you're watching Man vs. Wild, and you can, you, it's like you just can tell Bear, Bear Grylls is only th- like thirty seconds away from drinking his own piss at any time. It's any excuse to drink his piss, he's going to drink his piss. <laughs> I feel like Yusuf, any excuse to choke a woman to death, he's like yeah. he's at, at a moment's notice. You know, I think you're right. Oh, you don't want to go to my sex apartment? Ah, you know, you're doing important work. Ah, it's just he's looking for that. I I don't know. And then the scene, it's like. Philip's heart wasn't in recruiting him because uh-huh. he just kind of had this like, well, this is a terrible thing. This is. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you play that moment, though. Right. You busted in on a guy who's naked for one, uh, just killed a woman and tell him I can help you. Like, what is going through both of their heads in that scene? Yeah. Like, I there's you can threaten or you can con- or you could cajole and he decided to like split the difference i know he did like a weird middle ground both right and the whole time y- y- yusuf is just mad dogging this guy like you know not not mad dogging it's kind of like um i don't know how i'd behave if i was at a urinal and i noticed some guy checking out my junk mm-hmm like, I wouldn't just, I, I would just kind of like, okay, this is, you know, weird. I'm not going to meet his, like, you know, try to, I, I don't know. It's like, it felt very, he was uncomfortable. Like, you know, it almost farted in an elevator, not, <laughs> I, I walked in on I you know. murdering a woman. Yeah, it, it felt like Yusef's reaction was wrong there. Like, and Phillips, too. He got up, maybe he was in shock at what he had done. Maybe he didn't quite realize what he was doing at the time. Um, and just kind of in a rage. But I expected him to be more adversarial, for him to kind of be more aggressive and maybe attack Philip and try and get out of there, you know? Something. But but even if he gets out of there, like, they've got him on record at the hotel, I assume, and yeah. all that type of like, shit. What it's do not you like do? he can escape that situation just by running out of the room. Yeah, that's so, true. So, I, like, his, his reaction didn't feel supernatural to me. Well, it didn't feel very natural to me. Um I've never but had a Phillips, dead. I've never had a dead woman in my bed. So yeah, that's true. From the other TV I've seen, people tend <laughs> to try to get out of rooms with dead people in them, yeah. especially when they're the killer. I don't know. I think the guy is probably going to, you know, he's being blackmailed at this point, or there's definitely the potential for him to be blackmailed. So, so the the blackmail angle is you killed this woman. And also, we killed your boss. So you'd have this job. It's very easy for us to spin the narrative that you were working with us all along. Sure, it looks incredibly bad. Yeah, that your boss dies. You benefited directly from that. You're involved with a a spy that you then murdered. You know, it's like there there there's a lot of ways you can work yeah. that blackmail angle. Yeah, other than you killed a girl. You, you killed a girl. Your word against ours, and you lose that battle, Yusef. So sure. I, I definitely think there's potential for him to 
start working with Philip. Uh, something else, uh, you know, Paige, while she was looking very adult, um, she was watching television and we found out that, uh, Brezhnev, the uh, general secretary, um, the, the head of the communist party leader of the Soviet union passed away this episode, which happened on November 10th of 82. Yeah. I like that. It finally, it pins down a date there. I don't remember this happening. I was, I was busy playing in dirt piles when when this was happening. A few months old when this happened. Um, so I I would guess when I heard that this was probably going to happen during the season that I thought it would be a big thing a la the ah. attempted assassination of Reagan, that this was going to be that in reverse. Well here's like, the oh, was it going to be a coup? Did he get pulled? But I it not it was it was not addressed by anyone. No, and that's the thing. It Paige didn't care. Paige is an American Why kid. She? she doesn't give a fuck. Right. Uh Philip and Elizabeth, as far as I know, didn't even find out this episode they probably don't even know that that happened yeah so maybe they might come back with that yeah and and that might go somewhere still but it still is not anywhere near the intensity of the reagan assassination oh no from this show's perspective Uh um but i thought that was interesting uh what else we need to talk about i i want to know what you think about the possibility that agent gad and stan will put their heads together and come up with the connection that is Elizabeth. Because Gad has seen her, granted, in a wig. Well, so one thing I forgot, and Sepinwall pointed out, is they were at a dinner party together. Uh-huh. And, you know, Sepinwall was thinking that maybe Gad would put one, two and two together. And he had an interview in his review with um, uh, Joe Fields, who's the executive producer yeah. that also wrote this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he directly asked, and he said, um, they might have been in the same room. He goes, I don't think we ever saw it on screen that they are in the same room at Stan's Barbecue that day. But in the writer's heads that they had met in passing. Um, but they mm-hmm. also wanted to convey the idea that the disguise would be enough, yeah. uh, more than enough for a quick exchange like that at night in a dark street. And he also said to Joe, yeah, the former right. CIA agent, something I don't think this show does very well is that the disguises <laughs> are mostly terrible. You're right. Um, but in real life, I guess CIA and KGB agents alike really trusted their disguises, and they had ratings based on how well a disguise would would hold up versus you know bright daylight versus dark versus how well you knew a target. And what they were trying to yeah. communicate is that Agent Gad would not recognize Elizabeth in this in this getup. That makes sense. You know, when like they talk about Walking Dead doing the same thing with their zombie makeup, yeah. like they have featured zombies, they sure. have background zombies, they give them different levels of makeup because you, you're not going to be able to tell. He also mentioned, so he said that when they're walking around set and Carrie and Matthew are wearing these disguises, that they often pass them and don't recognize them, <laughs> which I want to call bullshit. I they might dis- trust their from, disguises from, a, from an angle, like f- head on. I doubt that you would mistake them for anyone else. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, guess I think you could tell head on. If they're but, just standing in like with their backs to you, that's one thing. But yeah. I, it's like, I, I felt like he was selling their disguises a little too strongly. You might. Yeah, I think so. Um, my, my favorite disguise is Phillips when he gets the long stringy, like uh, the, the long stringy hair, the facial hair. Sure. Uh, it, it's like last season where he was uh, kind of, trying to get info out of the guy who was had a bunch of prescription medication 
Uh-huh. Uh, that's one of my favorite disguises. Yeah, I love that one. And then the one where he uh, he, he gets rust, disguised and go beats up. It's his Rust Cole disguise, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh-huh. he yeah. just needs a Lone Star beer in his hands, and he's <laughs> he's good to go. Sure, it's my favorite. Uh, what, so what do you think is going to happen with Oleg as regards Nina? Do you think that he is going to push and try and get yes. more involved and yes. save Nina? And it's possibly going to end very badly for him, for him, or for Arcady as well. I don't see how like, I don't unless Arcady seems like a very smooth political operator. And he's like, look, I'm telling you not to do this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to cover my ass. If you do decide to do this, I'm going to have my <laughs> ass so well covered that you'll just get buried. And I'm not going to sure. stand in, I'm not going to stand in the way of the shovel. Yeah. Um, but Oleg, I hit hit. I mean, Nina got her teeth. This is yeah. some woman. Uh, <laughs> she's got this metaphysical power to just enslave men apparently because oleg this is a very stupid thing oleg's doing the other thing is like oleg's never been told no like anything he's wanted to do except for his oh yeah except for this episode that's what i'm saying oh anything he's wanted to do his entire life Mm -hmm. like you know so very few people in the soviet union had essentially limitless lives but anything he wanted to do Within reason, he could do. He was supported and encouraged, and putting into schools, and uh, you know, green lighted through the KGB and got his... this foreign post. So this is the first time yeah. he's been he's he's had to deal with being told no something, and I, I think that that's not sitting well with him. Plus, right. he's got the hots for Nina. Yes, definitely all of those things, and it makes me question what his father said about not wanting to use political connections to for political gain for personal gain which is total for personal gain he wanted a fucking foreign position he got it yeah no i mean that's total that's the reason shit. he's here in this show right is because his father did that for him so whatever dude whatever right. but his father might know something that he doesn't it's like yeah you can use for personal gain but not for a traitor's personal gain. <laughs> There's a line. Like, yeah, Beyond don't, this line, don't do rock not. the boat, Oleg. I mean, you we got a pretty sweet thing going here. Like yeah. that's the thing, is is Oleg from my understanding of Soviet Union, like if Oleg fucks up and is bl- branded a traitor himself, it's bad news for his whole family. Oh, I bet. Like whatever yeah. cushy jobs they've got in the Communist Party, whatever nice houses and apartments and dacas out in the woods, what a, they can lose all that stuff by him disgracing the family. Yeah. So there is it's not a low stakes game that he's playing. Sure. No, it's a very high stakes game. I think. So. All right. Well, that's about all I have to talk about. Then. Yeah, we got a we got a decent amount of feedback. Okay. Uh, do a little bit of pimping first. Sure. Sounds good. We are full-time podcasters believe it or not no one told me what yeah uh and the only way we keep getting them checks is you're getting paid for this <laughs> well you know if you if you would come to the accountant meetings more often jim <laughs> you would you'd find out these things uh the only way we keep getting them checks is for generous people like yourself uh to support us and there's a lot of different ways you can do that a great way is uh using our amazon.baldmove.com affiliate link it's stupid easy. You just go to amazon.baldmove.com. It takes you right to Amazon. You get all the same prices and features. I'm a huge fan of Amazon. Yeah. Um, but the only difference is instead of Jeff Bezos getting to keep all the profits, we steal. It, it's thievery. We steal a little bit uh, to run our off-the-books off Black Ops, mm-hmm. which is the Bald Move podcast series. Yeah, we're looking into that guy. He's he's not squeaky clean, I'll tell you that. He's got some dirt under those fingernails. Yeah. He's got some copper under those fingernails. Stay tuned for more of that. 
but yeah, uh, check out that. Uh, there's lots of great ways to support us. If that doesn't float your boat, go to support.baldmove.com. Help us keep the bits flowing in 2015. Yeah, appreciate everybody who does that. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, let's get the feedback. Yeah. Tom, uh, parenthetically, I voted for Mondale in 84. G from West Virginia. I couldn't vote in 84. <laughs> <laughs> did couldn't. you even understand the concept no, of voting no how could i yeah i remember i, I couldn't I, even speak the english language at that point the so. first time i was aware that there is a thing such as politics and like the president wasn't just like a king or something i believe was uh uh bush and clinton the first bush and clinton yeah yeah not the one that we're going to be doing in, in 2016, but the, the old school one. Yeah. Um, because it's like, you know, from my perspective, it's always been Reagan. I didn't remember the Carter years. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Reagan went away and his vice president became president. So that just happens. It's a hereditary mm-hmm. type of deal. Turns out it is a hereditary type deal. <laughs> <laughs> we've, yeah. had an, we've had an Obama coup, but soon we'll get we'll dismiss that, get back to the Bush Clint, uh, uh, Clinton uh, uh, reigns. God damn it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, all that said, Tom says, I like the Aaron's theory. You're the only one, Tom, as we'll get to. I like the Aaron's theory that the church may have been recruiting Paige into the legal spying program. This is from the uh, preview cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, where if you want to hear my greater uh, Tim's a pedophile priest who's going to introduce Paige into <laughs> spyhood theory, you can listen to that. Sounds pretty far-fetched. Well, yeah, after you've read the feedback, you weren't saying that last week, you son of a no, bitch. No, no, no. I still kind of like it, but... Even on the face of it, that theory sounds a little far-fetched. But he says, even liking the theory, he says, don't you think that members and or affiliates of the program, for example, Pastor Tim, would do things a little bit more on the DL? I'm not sure the KGB wants their investment spending time in lockup. If you're recruiting spies, (laughs) you probably shouldn't be chaining yourself to fences outside the U.S. military installations. Super good Mm. point. Either one of these two things are going to happen. One, Aaron's theory is correct, and the writers are playing fast and loose with the motivations and logical choices of the characters. Or two, Aaron's wrong, and we can finally prove that Jim is the smart one. (laughs) Stakes stakes are high this season, Jim. They are. Uh, I didn't know the smart one is on the line. This is the forget Oleg and his family. This is this is where the stakes are. I really hope my prediction with Elizabeth comes true because if not bad news for me uh so i think tom that was like a, a backdoor criticism yeah uh, rachel on the forums is much more direct she says let me get this straight you think the soviets who are strongly atheists set up a church as a deep cover to bring people into christianity only to then convert some or possibly just one page to atheism communism and the kgb and pastor tim is also a pedophile and this is after complimenting the show for creating complex soviet characters who are not mustache twirling villains that's some voldemort level needlessly complex and inherently flawed planning on the part of the kgb yeah she ah, doesn't stings. use things the she, feedback it burns she does not use the back door she kurt russell's your front door like your house is on fire <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's devastating. Uh, particularly in light of the stunning debacle that was Kate and Jared. I think the show went out of its way to portray the church as not just a positive influence, but also a liberal one, which creates a more interesting conflict for Philip and Elizabeth than if the church were right-wing cultish or had KGB ties. Okay. Hmm. Let me see. That's, I, I, I said on the forum that's like, congratulations, I now hate my own theory. Mm-hmm. But, but, I'm not going to try to save it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, if you want to take a teenager who's an American, mm-hmm. and you want to fill her full of a whole bunch of world-changing firebrand ideals, and she goes to this liberal church, it's anti-war, anti-nuke, broadly kind of anti-American foreign policy, and 
but you didn't want her to get too far into the whole church thing because then you need her to be a good atheist comrade in the Soviet Union, which I don't know. Like one thing I don't really know is yes, like officially Soviet Union was anti-religion, but individual Russians, I don't know, you know, from reading my Tom Clancy, it seems like that was a lot more like, okay, well, the state says one thing, but I'm still going to believe in God and do all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Huh. Okay. Again, I'm not a, I'm not a Russian expert or anything like that. Sure. I've, um, I've been propagandized into thinking that all Russians are atheists, of course. There you go. They're godless commies. Yep. You can't have the one without the other. Sure. Um, of course, I intellectually don't believe that, but... Yeah, that's why it's been kind of rough <laughs> as an atheist in America of late, because we get lumped in with the communist thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so, anyway, it seems like it would be a fairly good plot to have her brought around and kind of the, these her, her mind forced open with this religion stuff to accept these radical ideas. And then you got touchy-grabby Tim that will then alienate her from the religious aspect of it. And go to prison? Yeah. He goes to prison. This is a very long con for one specific person. Like, but a second gen they are saying a second generation illegal is the holy grail. It is. It is. But you're so so how long has Pastor what is it, Pastor okay, Tim? Okay, so, oh, so, so I I haven't got my full theory yet. Okay, sorry. So Pastor Tim's not a Russian agent. Pastor Tim is just a radical I'm not even say radical because I'm making him sound like he's like you know blowing up buildings or stuff. But he's okay. he's he's a fairly radical. He's getting himself chained to nuclear facilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, the KGB is aware of his activities and aware that he's also got a deep dark secret that he does diddle kids on the side. He likes them young. Okay. So the recruiting is sending a KGB operative girl on mm-hmm. Paige's bus to send her to that church. Knowing that she'll get the full radicalization, knowing that Pastor Tim will take an interest in her, knowing that that now nah, this I can't I'm sorry I but, can't front that theory. Yeah, yeah, the that, girl would have had to have already been a part of the church for a while because they knew her, like yeah, she was a part of the group. Yeah, the, the seeds that have to be sown here are too, too many, too numerous. I feel for me like to believe that it. if this plays out like that, then maybe the show itself would be ridiculous. It might be jumping the shark. Yeah, I don't know that I want your theory to come true here. I still think it's really weird that that girl met her on the bus on the top where out of nowhere and just came up and introduced herself when Paige went to go check up on their cover with the crazy great aunt. I'm with you. That felt very strange to me too. Like, like if that too turns much out to just be a coincidence that that all came together on that bus ride, then I mean, that's not you know, it's not like a fishnado. It's not no. like a have stuff like that happens every day. Yeah, but it's. It's kind of interesting that that's how they chose to, shoot, to, to tell the story. Okay. But anyway, uh, going on. So the, where do you stand on your theory now? <laughs> I think it's probably bullshit. Okay. I do think that there is something. Right, that, I, I do think good. there is something. Now, it could be that. So so the other thing I've come to appreciate is Philip and Elizabeth are masters of, of making chicken salad out of chicken shit. So it could be that, you know, because Elizabeth is already uh-huh. using all these things that the church is doing without the Soviet, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, she's learning that America is kind of awful and they don't promote peace and unity and brotherhood love and they're doing these nuclear things and they're fucking around in South America and that's all yeah. good. If Tim gets handsy with her, number one, I think Elizabeth probably breaks his face yep, um, and he, he ends up dead. But number two, that would be something she could use to pivot 
her daughter into, well, I guess religion isn't all it's cracked up to be, you know? Neither is America. Yeah. By the way. Which that, <laughs> I mean, Elizabeth is already kind of treading a very difficult line into kind of being a, you know, we, we talked about all these circles of heroes and villains. Yeah. That Elizabeth is already kind of shading towards the Darth Vader spectrum in the individual Philip and Elizabeth relationship. That she's kind of the bad guy and he's the good guy. Okay. I'm saying as sure. an American no, I, I, that I loves that. my kids, I yeah. wouldn't want my kid to be recruited into a spy or backdoor brainwashed or anything. And Elizabeth seems to be kind of okay with that. Yeah. She's shading towards that. What do we as an audience do if she uses some trauma inflicted on her daughter mm-hmm. as a way to pivot her into being a second generation illegal? Sure. Uh, that would be devastating. It's kind of like we always said, it's like, you know, character. when do we root against Walt, right? Yeah. When do we root against Philip and Elizabeth? Or maybe we just root against Elizabeth. Maybe this we becomes could. a Hank and Walt situation as it as it goes along. I could definitely see it becoming that, yeah. Uh, let's move on to Liz G. He, she says, I disagree with Aaron's comments about Stan. He's a good FBI agent. Uh, <laughs> but whatever happened during his long undercover operation has messed him up, and he's unable to connect with his wife and son. At one point in the first season of The American, Stan since something was going off with Philip and Elizabeth. Uh, remember Stan in the Phillips, the Jennings garage, who could forget this was his garage FBI. gate, as I like to call garage it. gate. Yep. Uh, garage or bin garage garage door <laughs> that yeah. Garage gate. <laughs> uh, this was his FBI sensor going off Stan's personal life. Uh, parenthetically, his affair with Nina, his marriage falling apart has created a disconnect that prevents him from putting two to two together. Gad just told him about Nina's conviction. Stan saw that Elizabeth was injured the night before. Mm-hmm. He can't connect it because he's distracted by the Nina news. That's what that's I was something we at. wondered about. Like, yeah. Oh, a woman got. I mean, but to some extent, the the episode kind of the the series bought a lot of breathing room when Stan right off the bat suspected his neighbors and then investigated them and realized how silly he was being. Yeah. So that immediately puts them way off the radar because it's like, oh, my instincts are wrong. This is silly. These are and you they know, did my a, friends. They did a fantastic job, too, of tying that all in with his undercover work. You know, like at the beginning of the series, he just got off his undercover stuff. Sure. Was just back home, and he felt like he was being way over paranoid. Yeah, his FBI radar was, was yeah. on edge. And, and he realized that, and so he toned it back. Um, but I thought like, yeah, I wasn't expecting him to put two and two together with Elizabeth because I'm not, I just wonder if that's kind of where they're going with it. I mean, my God, I come in all the time, like Jesus Christ, my knee's killing me. And it's like, you're, you're, you're not like, what are you doing at night? A Ron, are you like working for the Russians? I mean, like I'm a middle-aged <laughs> yeah. man. Shit breaks down. She's a middle-aged woman. Yeah. Of course she tweaked her elbow, getting the shit out of the, 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 uh, car. Yeah. It would be yeah, it, you're right. It'd be interesting to see how they would deal with like a Jesse Pinkman style beatdown. Okay, like she Where had you a can't little, cover it up with yeah, makeup. she had a little bit of a shiner, but mm-hmm. like a just a giant like cut over the nose, both eyes blackened in, like that, like Agent Gad. Yeah, <laughs> she, she got gadded, you know. Um, where was I at? Oh, yes. Philip was cold like Elizabeth usually is. He sacrificed Annalise, uh, which she was a horrible asset anyway, that he had put in play. He realized she wasn't working out and knowingly sent her to her death. So she's on my theory oh, on that. Okay. Philip knew how emotional Annalise was acting. Philip acted quickly after her death and knew how to get info from Yusuf. That's jury's still out on that, I think. Kara <laughs> Russell's acting was fantastic as she listened to her mother on tape. The joy and sadness that played yeah. out in her face really moved me. Her character can be a robot at times. It was nice to see genuine emotion from Elizabeth. 
I don't believe her. I think she was vetting Paige and wants Paige to follow in the spy trade. Um, we were wondering when we were watching that scene, like that's the first I can recall where there's a long stretch of Russian with absolutely no um, subtitles of any kind. But I think, I think that between Carrie Russell's really great acting mm-hmm. and her telling, uh, you know, later on in the episode what that <laughs> tape was all about, I'd yeah. have been annoyed maybe if we had gone all week without knowing what was on that. But her mentioning at the end of the episode about, you know, the thing with her mother, I thought that was a great way to do that. Yeah. You know, when I was watching that scene, fantastic acting from Carrie Russell. I thought she was amazing. Uh I definitely got the sense that it was someone, you know, she was very, very close to. I assumed her mother because the voice sounded older. Um, but I wasn't totally sure exactly exactly why she was crying. I don't know if it was maybe that she was homesick, mm-hmm. like severely homesick, mm-hmm. um, or if something bad was happening on that tape. Sure. Uh, so I am glad that they did, you know, clarify that at the end of the episode. But I don't, I don't know that it was absolutely necessary. Okay. Uh, Drew McBee opines, this was an awesome episode and had some great little setup moments, setting up very tense moments for Je- for the Jennings. Philip is definitely being set up to be caught a lot. Um, wait, to be caught a lot at this episode with Stan about to get his crush on with Martha. Wait, I don't I, I don't I, know how to parse the sentence. Yeah, I can't tell what you're saying here. <laughs> Philip is definitely being set up to be caught um, in this episode with Stan about to get his crush on with Martha. His own seemingly more fun life with Martha ah. and him getting involved in Annalise cover-up. Okay. We didn't talk about that. No. Martha at the gun range. Uh-huh. Where Stan is giving her spectacularly <laughs> bad advice. Like, don't look at your target. It's fine if it's blurry and you're not even yeah. sure what it is. Now cross your eyes, uh, look up at the ceiling, and fire that gun. Yeah. No, I'm what? Not, not so sure about all that. I don't know. Maybe there's a, there is a school of uh, marksmanship that says it's not important to, to look at your target. But whatever. Um, I'm with Elizabeth. Paige needs a cause. Let it be them. I also never thought of the church being a deep cover Russian turning operation until you guys brought it up last week. That idea is so good that if it isn't true, I'll be disappointed. Oh, no. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. I appreciate the support. I I wonder if he's going to write in next week and say, you know, you convinced me that that idea is complete bullshit. Yeah, after I heard Rachel's post and Tom's backhanded uh, Mm. uh, compliment, I'm off. I'm off the the bandwagon. Uh, I've still... so. I'm I'm off that a little bit, but there's something definitely going to happen, Hinky, with her and Pastor Tim. Yeah, I'm not even so sure after this episode goes by and we don't even really see him. I watched that scene again and it was definitely <laughs> weird and the music it was, was kind of unset like like it's the un, it's not the like I don't know. So you know. think he's going to get handsy have, anyway, but it's not the Russians. I don't think it's the Russians. Okay. I think it's going to I'm now pivoting to uh, Elizabeth is going to use that to further um, okay. groom and shape and mold, which is on its, I mean, that's predator speak, right? Grooming sure. a young woman. Uh, and I think, I've always been uncomfortable with that. They've said it many times through the last few seasons. Sure. It has always irked me. No, I mean, because it's abuser speak. And, yeah. and I think that that might be what they're going for instead is that they're going to contrast Pastor Tim's grooming and Elizabeth's and kind of further drive those parallels and those similarities to like, it's no fun to be, you know, that's the other thing the Americans does well. It's like a lot of these people that are co-opted and be made spies are, it's very much unwillingly and it kind of ruins their lives. Yes, definitely. So 
anyway, um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I I don't feel good about Paige and what's his fuck. What I mean, did we Khaki even Dan? see Dan? Was his name Danny? Who's the kid? Henry. We oh, didn't even yeah. see Henry this episode, did we? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's not breaking in. He's not doing any B and E to play video games. Not that B&E I know for of. the VG. Who knows? Uh, I don't think things end well with Paige though, mm. or Philip, or Elizabeth. <laughs> Where is the end game of this show? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Everybody, if it's they the kind die of show. in unmarked graves. Is that what it's going to be? Could be. Could be. And mm. it's all just uh, stamped top secret and pushed up the ladder and filed away and never heard about. Is Philip become what would it be interesting to see Philip become a double agent and without Elizabeth knowing it? And him working against Philip finally perfects his disguise techniques to the point where Elizabeth no longer recognizes him. <laughs> yeah, if Elizabeth gets assigned <laughs> to seduce Philip in full and <laughs> full Russ Cole, which she doesn't even know. Uh-huh. This new guy I'm fucking is an animal in bed. Oh, really? Tell me more. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else we got to say? That's it, man. If you'd like to give us more feedback, you can do so at Americans. Americans at baldmove.com. Of course, our forums at forums.baldmove.com is another great way to talk to us. Facebook.com slash baldmove and tweet at Jim at baldmove. Yeah. That's all we got. All right. Can't Thanks, wait everybody. Till next Wednesday, and we'll see you on Friday for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Till then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Have a great weekend. <laughs>